And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Welcome in, everyone. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with your host, Brandon Rhymes. Brandon is out today. Uh, if you're not, we're going to bring you the same great program we always do. Uh, Brandon's commitment to consumers is the key to this whole program. You know, we're trying to vet business owners. We're going to go out in the community, and we're going to get information and knowledge and pass it on to you folks to empower you in the marketplace. That's the whole idea behind the program, and that's what Brandon is committed to. We're going to do that today as well. We always talk real estate on the show. As you know, Brandon owns Platinum MVP Realty. He's with Keller Williams, and of course, real estate is a big part of our show. It's a driver to the show. We have a lot of home services and people affiliated with the home business. Uh, to that end, we have Diane Vance. She's our mortgage partner from Fairway Independent Mortgage. She visits with us every week and get, tells us about the great deals out there and the opportunities for folks. And today, she's introduced us to Mr. Shane Glor. Shane is working with Fairway Independent. He worked in a different office. How are you doing today, Shane? I'm doing great, James. Everything's going fantastic. All right, so Polk County, a little different from us. We're used to the, over here on the Bay Side, but you guys have a lot of the same issues that we face over here, over there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Lakeland, the Lakeland Winter Haven area, we are part of the Tampa Bay uh, sure. region. And uh, we just happen to be on the uh, easternmost part of the Tampa Bay region. So I've been over here about 32 years, always done mortgage origination. And I've been very fortunate to uh, have been with Diane and uh, worked with her many, many years and to be a part of her uh, awesome office there in Palm Harbor, and I'm just a satellite office over here in the Lakeland Winter Haven area. Gotcha. So, with your experience, you've seen a lot of growth over there, I bet. Oh, it's uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, talk about uh, as we're going through COVID, and uh, you know, everybody's staying at home. If you had the opportunity to get out and get on Interstate 275 or 75 or I four. Uh, it takes you back 30 years to what the traffic was. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah, I-4 is is no joke, I tell you. you got to be very careful. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to talk a little bit about mortgage like we always do, and I'm interested because I'm a novice in this field about pre-qualification versus pre-approval. People tell me to get pre-qualified, and that was the, way, the terminology I always heard and was familiar with. That's not necessarily as good as pre-approval. That, that's correct. I'll tell you, that's a term back from the good old days, the mortgage lending and even lending in general. Um, and uh, pre-qualification is just not uh, good enough in today's environment. Uh, we use a pre-qualification to give a, a, a client the, an idea of what they would qualify for, but we need to take that one step further and actually do a pre-approval for them. You have to keep in mind that uh, someone buying a home, this is probably their biggest investment of their lifetime. Certainly. And um, uh, we need to talk to them about um, uh, verify their income, their employment history, their assets, figure out what their long-term goals are. Are they just going to be living in the house a short period of time, five, seven years? Uh, Or is this their permanent retirement home uh, or a second home? So uh, we take it a step further and we do the pre-approval. We actually review the credit. We calculate their qualifying income, uh, their employment history. We verify assets, and that's a fully underwritten uh, loan before they even uh, find the first house. 
So not, uh, not just a snapshot of their current financial position, but kind of a, a history and, and, a, and a projection. It is it is a fully documented loan file, but uh, all we need to do is find um, them the property and do an appraisal and um, order title. And we've closed loans quicker than 15 days on our pre-approval process. So how, uh, how, it is... I was going to say, how long should folks anticipate the pre-approval process taking if they provide you with all the stuff they're supposed to? You know, we uh, well, first of all, we have to get it through the uh, underwriting process. It could just take a few days uh, to get that once we've got all the documentation in. And then that pre-approval is good for 90 days before we have to start updating documents. And uh, usually if circumstances haven't changed, at that point, we'll just get updated pay stubs, um, we probably won't order a credit report as long as circumstances haven't changed. So it can go longer than 90 days. Now, when you say circumstances uh, so, haven't changed, you're kind of telling those applicants, be careful and don't make any radical moves. Oh, absolutely. Don't change your job. Uh, don't buy a big car. Uh, don't go out and buy that Lexus. Uh, you know, if you're wanting to buy the house, that could affect your repayment ratios. Um, it could affect a lot of things. Uh, so, you know, don't make any major purchases. Right. Don't transition to another job. Uh, you know, going through this uh, COVID stay at home, uh, lenders all across America had uh, loans that they couldn't close because people lost their job just before loan closing. Yeah, I didn't think and, of that. Uh, that was very, very tragic. And, um, you know, but hopefully they'll uh, get into another uh, job similar to that and uh, move forward uh, with that. Sure. But, um, yeah, circumstances change for everybody in a period of time. And as long as those things haven't changed, you know, that pre-approval is probably good. We just, but we do need to update the documents. And your unique credit history or whatever you have in particular employment, that kind of goes towards what loan program is best for you. That's correct. Uh, There are numerous different loan programs out there. And part of that, um, pre-approval process is putting that client, that home buyer, into the right loan program. Um, you know, we have conventional loans with as little as 3% down, uh, FHA loans, uh, 3.5% down. VA is 100% uh, wow. financing for uh, quality, for veterans um, with their certificate of eligibility. And, and um, you know, that's something that I'm very proud of is our veterans and want to stand behind them. And this is an awesome, uh, the VA loan program is awesome. Yeah, program. that's a great situation for those folks. I, I always encourage them, you know, when I find someone who is a veteran, I say, boy, do you know, because I'm not. And I hear about these programs and I'm envious. Boy, that's a great situation for them. Sure. There's also a USDA program, uh, James, that's out there that is 100% financing. But that's only for qualified home buyers more in the rural areas. Okay. Um, Polk County is big on that, but your Pinellas or uh, even Hillsboro um, might not have eligible areas for that. There might be parts of uh, uh, Hillsborough County uh, down in the, the southeastern part of the county that would, quali- that would still qualify. Okay. Uh, but that's a big program here in the Polk County area, Lake County, uh, even Pasco, I believe. They still have some areas that are eligible for uh, USDA. Uh, reverse mortgages seem to be making a comeback. Okay, uh, yeah, and those that is for uh, clients that uh, home buyers or people refinancing sixty two years and older, and if they have at least fifty percent equity into their property, 
there might be the opportunity that they'll never have to make another payment in their life if they take a reverse mortgage. Wow. Um, it's very intriguing, and we have experts in that field that, uh, that work with the clients as well. And, and that's also part of the, the pre-approval process. Okay. So if you're, if you're yeah. listening to the program, we're speaking with Shane Glor from Fairway Independent Mortgage. He's in today for Diane Vance, who's our, our normal mortgage expert in this in this space. And what Shane, I mean, what I'm gathering from all the conversation I'm having with Shane is you, you need to find somebody who's got a experience and knows all the possibilities because there's a lot of nuance here. Oh, absolutely, James. And even even just a um, 30-year fixed uh, loan program, I mean, we, we look at uh, loan-to-values, uh, credit histories. Everyone, when, when they start the home buying process, their situation is going to be unique to them. Right. It's not going to be like your neighbor over here who, um, you know, got a bigger house over here. Well, they it, might have had more right. money down. They might have had a higher credit score. Um, it's unique you know, to them and the jurisdiction. Sure. It's um, uh, so it, we got to put them in the right product, loan product for them and show them, educate them on the process and walk them through it because. Most people don't buy a house the three or four times in their life. Right. It's not something you do every day. I mean, you're going to buy more cars than you will houses Absolutely. in your lifetime. And uh, so that's that's what Diane and, and all of her uh, mortgage advisors at Fairway, that's what we try to do is educate uh, educate the, uh, the consumer and work with those realtors to, uh, to call. Uh, we'll call the listing agent. Right. Uh, whenever we have a client and we'll just go over things with them and say, hey, we have got a pre-approved client here. Um, we're ready to go with this contract. Um, everything's good. We've, we've pulled credit. Uh, we've verified income. Uh, we have the assets document, documented. They uh, qualify for this, uh, for this property. And, uh, you know, with the listing agents, we'll, we'll go over things uh, like uh, the contract date. Um, you know, the effective dates, the financing, appraisal contingencies, uh, just so that they know, you know, the, that uh, that fairway mortgage advisor is on top of things and they have a good client there that uh, that contract needs to be accepted. That's so right. The, the pre-approval, that's, that's buying power. That is buying power for the consumer. That's Shane Glor, Fairway Independent Mortgage. He's joining us uh, in place of Diane Vance today. And I want to stress for a minute how important it is. I love the independence. You know, you guys are willing to shop and, and kind of find the best product. That's right. Uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage, uh, we, we are employee-owned. Uh, we're not, um, you know, a big bank uh, or like a big box store. That's right. Um, the different offices that Fairway have, they are independent. And a lot of times, um, give you an example, my needs here in Polk County are going to be a whole lot different than they are over in Pinellas County. Um, you know, looking at loan programs, I mentioned the USDA program. Well, that's that's something that I need to be able to offer uh, over here to my clients, but I wouldn't offer that, um, you know, just 15 miles away in Hillsborough County sure. to a client that's looking over there. Uh, so all the offices um, have unique uh, situations in their areas, let's call them micro niches, um, you know, uh, just different. That's Orlando's right. different. Another 30 miles on the other side of me here in Lakeland, uh, there's a lot of short-term rentals, a lot of um, people buying homes up around the Disney theme park areas that uh, are buying uh, rental properties for people that come in from all over the world. 
So you better you know, help somebody who knows the market. I tell you. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, I've been here uh, in Polk County. Uh, I want to say Lakeland, Winter Haven area. I don't want to call it the bedroom community, uh, <laughs> but uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of our residents commute every day to. Uh, uh, the Tampa area. I'm sure they do. The Orlando area. Hey, Shane, we're going to close here in a minute. Any last minute things you want to let me know or any any deals you want to talk about real here as we close? Well, the uh, the most important thing is if there is someone that is looking to buy a house, your first step is to absolutely contact the mortgage advisor to get that pre-approval to actually apply uh, with them, provide all of your documents so that you can have that confidence uh, that uh, – you can move forward when you find that house of your dreams. That sounds our great. Whole, our whole goal here is to help people become successful homeowners. Shane Glure, Fairway Independent Mortgage. Stay with us, folks. When we come back, as you know, the Consumer Quarterback Show is always going to have guests and knowledge for you. We're going to do the same thing, plus a feel-good story. So hang in there with us. Consumer Quarterback Show rolls on. This is Work Done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rhymes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here. I'm a top 1% realtor in the United States with Keller Williams Realty, the number one real estate company in the world. We're looking for buyers, sellers, and investors that would like to work with our top team in the area. Reach out at ConsumerQB.com. Just submit an email form at ConsumerQB.com or give us a call or a text at 813-670-7372. Call or text 813-670-7372 and we will help you win in negotiations with your real estate deals. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. Brandon Rimes is the host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, but Brandon is out today. So you got your producer, James DeJerome, in the chair. No fear we're going to bring you the same great show we always do. We've lined up a bunch of partners that are going to provide some information and power you in the marketplace like we always do. In our first segment, you heard uh, Shane Glor from Fairway Independent Mortgage do some real estate talk like we always do on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And now we've got attorney Joe Kearns from Kearns Family Law is going to join us on the phone. Joe always has great stories about uh, – I'm not married. So first of all, I can enjoy the divorce stories. It's not as painful for me to hear. Uh, Joe, what's going on in your world? Well, you don't have to be married to be kind of scarred by it. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of the things that I deal with, with like the relationship problems in, in any marriage, they're just as bad as anything you've probably experienced in high school or college. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, things are, they're different. Um, I don't, <clears throat> everything's being done electronically. Um, right. there's been some good things that have come out of this, um, 
for mediation, we've been utilizing the Zoom application. That's worked wonders. Now, why is that better, um, Joe? What's good about Zoom as opposed to the regular way? Um, for example, well, one, it saves a lot of time driving oh, okay. all over. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of my clients are saving a lot of money because, I mean, a 15-minute hearing could take an hour and a half if we're driving that. to the courthouse waiting to get called and we come back. Sure. For mediation, it, it works pretty nice because... I can be in the same little breakout room as my client, and the mediator can just kind of float back and forth. Hmm. Okay. And all of us can be typing these the agreements while um, while this is going on. So that's worked out pretty uh, pretty well. It's it's really when you get to long like day long trials, half day type final hearings that you kind of run into a snag where you it's really preferential that your client be sitting near you, which. Some of us, we just had to do it that way. Right. Um, so we had to have a client come in here. I mean, I have one case where there's 130 exhibits. Wow. Um, if, if I'm, it's, you feel like you're, uh, you're running a bingo, you're like, exhibit 30, <laughs> and then you wait for everyone to get there. <laughs> now, when you say that many exhibits, I can only imagine, because I, I love listening uh, to you when you're on the show, talk about social media and the impact that it has on divorce litigants. So those issues, those exhibits, are they often a, a late-night text or some stupid social media post that someone said something that contradicts the court? Well, I'll give you one example. I'm staring at the notebook. Um, there's about 100 pages worth of just email correspondence. Wow. There's, um, there's an application that parents can use called uh, Talking Parents, and there's another one called Our Family Wizards. And it's, it's really just for the parents to be communicating about the kids and kid-related issues. Um, usually there's, like, there's about 100 pages worth of that. There's some Facebook posts, and then in this particular case, um, the guy is very politically driven about the alimony situation. Okay. So there are some like Instagram type things where he is um, politicking for a change so that he doesn't have to pay alimony. Wow! So, is, yeah. it, is, it, is there a statute of limitations on how far back you can go in in someone's history like that? Because it, I mean, I, I can see you <laughs> never ending digging. Um. Most of the mo- the more relevant stuff is going to be closer in time. Okay. It's not so much that there's like a, a limitation on how far you can go back. It's just how how relevant is it. Right. Like, for example, if say you got caught stealing when you were like in college or something, mm-hmm. something small, but it was like 15 years ago. I see. Yeah, you can dig it up and you can throw that mud, but it's, it's really not going to cause any real effect on the judge because like none of us are completely perfect. Sure. So if you're going to dig up something from eons ago, it may be extremely irrelevant to what's going on today. Absolutely. It may, may, may make you appear to be the more combative of the two. Yeah. I mean, one of the hardest things, and just about any family law judge would tell you this, is that, okay, we're going to go do this trial because we couldn't, no one could agree on right. everything that was supposed to happen. So particularly with like when you're talking about you know kid-related issues, all the parents are going to point the finger and really say anything they possibly can say to one, make themselves look in a great in a positive light. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say as many negative things about the other side. And then the court's going to make a decision and go, okay, go co-parent and be happy with each other. <laughs> Man, I just, I, I just see your job. I mean, I can just see that uh, my expression, I don't know what I would, I would just hold the phone away from my ear and just let them scream. There are times when I'm like, Say someone did something to my client, and they call me, and you you just sit there and listen <laughs> for about thirty minutes. And a lot of it is stuff you've already heard, but you can understand the emotional impact of it. I mean, there was one judge over here, Judge Meyer. He just pulled just the attorneys back into into his chambers, and he 
He goes, well, guys, what's going on here? And I said, Your Honor, you're about to witness a Festivus miracle. He goes, how's that? I go, you're going to hear about three hours worth of the airing of the differences. Wow. <laughs> he goes, well, why can't we settle this? I said, oh, me and opposing counsel can settle it right now. Um, we just can't get them to buy in. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. How about that? You both are saying this isn't good for either one of you, and they're still going at it. A lot of times when they come in, I can kind of tell you what the really what should happen. And sometimes they're just I'm not emotionally ready for it. Mm. And you can tell it until you're blue in the face, and sometimes you risk coming across as if you're, like, giving up the farm. Right. But, you know, I tell my clients, so, you know, it would be a lot easier for me in a day to just keep giving you the good news. <laughs> but then when nothing goes that direction, then I did you a disservice. My job is to tell you what I think should happen, how the law works, so that you can start making decisions. You may not be happy with it. There's right. plenty of laws that I don't agree with. But... um you still need to know that that's what's out there. I tell you, I, I love the Hollywood type, the TV stuff. You see the private detectives out there digging around. Is, is that real life, Joe? Does anyone have a detective out there following these folks around? I probably end up using like a like a private investigator that actually has to do the investigations maybe like three or four times a year. Okay. A lot of times if someone has, like take for example, a functioning alcoholic, they do their job, they're fine, but then they're just always smashed at home. And there's really no evidence of it other than the he said, she said. Right. Well, you can have a private investigator figure out, okay, are these people like day drinking um, during the day? Are they picking up the kids after they're leaving bars? That's one. Um, drug dealing, that you have to get a special private investigator. Sure. Someone will do it because in those situations you have to carry a weapon. Um Really, those types of things, the infidelity type of things, the more right. scandalous, it just doesn't have as much relevance anymore. I, I know that some years ago, there's some states that if you could prove infidelity, then alimony could come off the table. Mm -hmm. Well, then that would give you a pretty, you would spend the money to, to see if you could dig something like that up. Right. But it really, it doesn't, it's not utilized quite as much. The investigators that I know, and I, I know a bunch of them, I think MJ used to come on this show. Um, Martinez, mm -hmm. he, um, more of the personal injury stuff, people faking injuries, trying to get settled. Right. Yeah. What about and the crime scene? What about the hiding of assets? That's a big one. In fact, a lot of times that is what we're using the investigators for is, um, you can do what's called an asset check and it's not, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but if there's enough money out there, it'll start linking bank accounts, finding assets that are in their names or if their names even attached to it. And they do quite a bit of research to figure it out. Now, if it's cash, good luck. But if it's actual accounts, like they, whether they're offshore, if they own vehicles or houses elsewhere, mm -hmm. um, depending on how much you're willing to spend, they can cast a pretty large net. You said with the cash, it's pretty hard. It's just impossible. Yeah. I mean, the only way you can kind of do it is I call it reverse engineering. So, for example, I get these documents called financial affidavits. And in the financial affidavit, they'll say that they're making – the magic number seems to always be $45,000. But then they have like $8,000 worth of expenses. And you look at their bank statements and, okay, there's only the $4,000 that's, that's going into the account. Something's but how are all these other things getting paid? That's right. Well, while you can't 100% prove it, you can kind of substantiate to the court, there's something else coming in mm -hmm. or there's cash that's being paid out for something. Okay. And usually it's, certain types of professions that would be dealing in lots of cash where you're going to see that. 
All right, Joe, we got about a minute left. I want to introduce everybody to your practice. How's the best way to get in touch with you if they think there's an issue they need to talk to you about? Um, there's our website, which is Kearns Law, and my last name is spelled C-A-I-R-N-S. And you're always welcome to call our office. We have a dispatch service that can answer 24 hours, and that's 727-683-1472. All right, so if you need an attorney, you can trust Joe Kearns, longtime friend of the Consumer Quarterback Show. He's out there for you, and family law is an important thing, and this COVID-19 is really testing some families out there. I'm sure Joe's business is going to improve a little bit. Yep, and about nine months from now, we'll have the attorney cases. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's Joe Kearns, Kearns Family Law, the Consumer Quarterback Show uh, legal partner in that space. And I want you to check out our website if you want to get in touch with all our partners on the Consumer Quarterback Show. It's ConsumerQB.com. Coming back, we got our feel-good story, and i got Ray Hall in studio with me. So come on back and join us on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Ryan. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right through the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813 670 7372. That's right, Brandon Rhymes and the Consumer Quarterback Show here every day for you, making you a better consumer in the marketplace and we've assembled some partners to give you that information and these are folks that we've vetted and made sure that they have your best interest at heart in terms of giving you that information and tips that make you a better consumer in the marketplace i've got a great uh segment coming up for you with ray hall ray is in our appraiser and he does a great job on here with brandon all the time talking about values in real estate in addition we've got the feel-good story which brandon is committed to telling you something good every single day this is about a seven-year-old kid who missed his reading group at school so he did something about it so i got i'm going to tell you about that and now i'm going to introduce ray hall ray what's going on man oh not much man You're keeping busy these days now everyone else is crying about the economy and slow and you guys are busy uh, every time you come in here busier it, uh, every month has been my best month ever since i've gone into business so um you know the real estate market is just really crushing it right now um, you know, I'll say the one thing that the government did right in this situation was lowering those interest rates okay. because up to this point, you know, we don't know what's going to happen months from now, right. but up to this point, they've really just kept the housing market afloat. Um, you know, I haven't seen any dramatic, uh, declines in value. Um, and it is busy as anything out there. Now tell us about where you go, right? How far do you go? I do five counties in the Tampa Bay area. So I'm uh, Hernando County, Hillsborough County, Pasco, Polk. Uh, Pinellas, Manatee. Okay. Uh, so my days are, are usually usually busy. You know, a lot of times uh, Brandon's calling me with questions about stuff, and uh, I got to put him off for a couple hours because I'm just driving right. all over the place. So uh, now you deal with investors who want to add value. You deal mm-hmm. with uh, buyers who want a, a real value assessment of what they're getting into. How do folks? What do they approach you more about? Investors that want to know how can I change the what? What can I do to increase my value? Well, when it comes to the investors, a lot of times uh, I come into play when they're getting uh, a loan. For the, after their renovations. Uh, so a lot of times with investors, I'm doing two values. I'm doing the as-is mm-hmm. for their purchase, and I'm doing the what they call an, an ARV, the after-repaired value. Now that's really valuable for them. I, I can't imagine they, they're relying on you to, before they even get into the deal. Well, what's funny is that's the lender asking me for it. 
I'm surprised a lot of these investors aren't calling yeah. me up ahead of time saying, hey, you know, if you're putting, a, say, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 all into a deal, or, or a lot of times even $100,000, probably worth 300 bucks for me mm-hmm. to come out, take a look, and see what it's worth now, what it's worth after. It's not as simple as people think, you know, it's it's the kitchen and the bathroom, and it's simple. It, you better make sure you have room to do yeah. what you want to do, and the values end up making sense, because I've heard you talk about additions of pools not necessarily impacting your bottom line because of the comps in the neighborhood. Exactly. So you've got to have some exactly. knowledge before you just go shining everything up. Well, I'll give you a great example. There was a, it, was a, it was a couple that were investing in the Seminole Heights area, and if you're familiar with Tampa, you know that's a hot area. Right. And they they bought this house, and when an investor goes into this investment, they're looking at what their value is going to be after the repairs. So usually, what they're doing is they're they're saying, "What's it going to be worth? What's it going to cost me to get there? And then, how much of a profit do I want to make?" Big ones being roof, AC, right. uh, something you know, major. Right. Yeah. You know, and I mean, a lot of times these renovations, on average, I've seen is about forty, fifty thousand okay. dollars. Well, unfortunately, this couple figured, well, we're renovating this house to be like brand new. So they looked at new mm-hmm. construction sales in the Seminole Heights area. Problem was, was those homes were selling way higher than the renovated older homes. There's very few new homes in that area, if I'm, if There's I'm correct. Some, usually if something's so just uh, in bad condition, uh, a lot of times they'll just tear it down okay. and then they'll build a new bungalow. Gotcha. So it'll look like a renovated 1925 house. Um, but it's actually brand new construction. My personal preference is those because a lot of times when they renovate these uh, bungalows, you don't know what's behind the wall, mm-hmm. and and you'll find those problems. But you know, a lot of people don't understand when you're looking at real estate values, you have to compare apples to apples, or you have to find the closest orange, yeah. or you better find a banana and an orange that will adjust to that apple. Because, like you said, the swimming pool example can be twenty-five to forty-five thousand dollar investment that you're adding, and you're not going to get that dollar for dollar back. No, you, you, most most of the times with swimming pools, you don't. Uh, I always, everyone always asks me about the pool. What am I going to get in value? I said, look, if you want a pool in your house, get a pool. I built one. Right. I, I didn't get the value back out of it, but you know what? After a hot day of working out in the yard, I like <laughs> yeah. jumping in the pool. There's the value. Yeah. That that. What's the value to you? Right. And if you're not looking to sell your house right now, don't worry about that. A great. I'll pick on myself. I built my house five years ago, right at the end where espresso color cabinets were the in thing. Okay. Now everybody has white cabinets, and I have these dark cabinets, and I'm like, well, now I got to get them refinished if I want to look like everybody else. I see. Um, so if you're going to be in this house for ten, twenty years, you know, don't try to put a whole lot of money into it to try to get that value because taste change. You know, you know, economies change, things change. Just make it comfortable. What is the duration that's ideal for someone if you're talking about making the next move? We're just going to fix it and move three years. What do you What do you think they're in the house for? You know, it's it's that's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. the market changes, the fluctuations. Exactly. You know, I, I'd say if you're looking to sell within the next year, you know, now start looking at some things you want to do and and see if you even need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, find out like call an appraiser, have us come out and say, well. What's the value going to be if I put in a new kitchen right now? So if the new kitchen is going to cost you $40,000, but it's only going to put $10,000 in value in the house, don't do it. Right. Let the next guy do it because you're not making money. You're, you're, you're just spending it. You're over-improving it. So some of the new things and new, new features you see people, the solar's big, people trying to add value with solar. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other features or additions you've seen where you're like, I'm not so sure you're going to get your money back out of changing that? Great question. Uh, when people automate their house. 
Ah, uh, the smart house. The smart house. Now, a lot of people, like I, I use Alexa in my house, mm-hmm. and you can buy all the little motors to do the blinds and all that, but some people get these systems that are extremely expensive. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I went to a house, and the gentleman had put the system in like right after they bought it, which was less than a year prior. And I'm meeting with the wife to show me through the house, and she says, yeah, I didn't know it until we listed the house that he paid $60,000 for this system. And yeah, it was sixty grand. So you can tell the house to you know it in- integrated all the appliances, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Anything that be can be integrated was you know. So it had these high ceilings, so you could say whatever, pull the blinds up, pull the blinds up fifty percent, twenty five percent. Right. And I was able to get value to it just because I could find a comparable. I had to do a, a special search, uh, found a comparable with that system. It did seem to have a little bit of a higher uh, sale price than the other. Similar sales in the area, so I could give them adjustment, but it wasn't for the full amount. Uh, you know, things like that, that's kind mm-hmm. of a luxury item. Yeah. You know, you're buying it for the luxury. You're not going to get the value. Security systems, uh, oh, yeah. whatever it might be, the, the addition that you've added to your home that, that you enjoyed, you can't always think, hey, just add that on to the value of the, car, of the sale. Exactly. You know, and, and that's the problem. When I come out, a lot of times think as the appraiser, I'm looking at their house and I'm attributing value to every single little thing about that house. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm going out there. I'm seeing what condition is your house in? What features do you have? Now I'm going to go back to the office. I'm going to pull up all my comps and I'm going to look at what they have. So really it's not what you have in your house that's determining your value. It's what your neighbors have in their house that determines your value. I'm so naive in this, in this space. I need your help on this. If you're in a neighborhood that hasn't turned over much, there just hasn't been sales in that particular neighborhood. How does that play into getting the numbers? You've got to expand out as far as you can. I just had one uh, about a month ago. It was uh, an 8,000-square-foot house um, in an area that didn't have 8,000-square-foot houses, and it was on the water, and it was pretty cool. It had a helipad. Mm. You know, It was a very, very cool house. There was nothing within 10 miles. So, you know, I had to go out way out. Right. You know, I was, you know, I had like 15 miles to find comparables for this uh, property. So that's just what you have to do. Um, You know, if you go to a rural area, you know, if I'm in the middle of the state, I don't know if you've ever been out there, but there's nothing there. There's nothing. Uh, Your your closest neighbor could be five miles away. So, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it might not be that you need to find comps in that neighborhood. It might be you have to go to a neighborhood that's just like that neighborhood. Huh. And see what those are selling for. Didn't you had a story about assessing value for some crazy uh, property? Was it a state-owned cemetery or what, what was it? Oh, it was my my Indian mound is yeah, my favorite one. Yeah. Well, tell me what was the deal again? So uh, basically, the state was buying an Indian mound from a museum. A museum owned this Indian mound, and it's a it's, it's a pretty famous mound. Now their intent was to develop it into some space. Uh no. Oh, just a for just, historical. Yeah. Because, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that was it was a difficult appraisal, but I learned so much because that's when the kind of the light switch is came off in my head that that's what appraisers do. We have to find the value in that property. You know, looking at a single family house, that's easy. That's the value. I had to look at this property and say, what's the value? So first thing I had to do was call the state of Florida and say, I've got a property with a one acre Indian mound. What can I do? Does that mean you had to forecast the cost of removal of those historic items? I eventually got to that part. Yeah. Because the state said, sure, you can develop that land, but you have to have a certified company that does this go in and excavate the mound. Mm. So then I had to call USF, and I uh, spoke to a professor in the uh, archaeological department who set me up with his friend who has one of those businesses, and he said, yeah, it's about a, a million bucks. Wow. So I knew the cost to do it was way more than what 
that land would be worth. So finally, I had to kind of deduce that the value in that land was to assemble it to a larger parcel and transfer the development rights. The way the way development works is uh, certain pieces of property you're allowed to build so many houses on it. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to future land use and zoning things like that. So what I deduced was if you put an extra acre on the five acres that were next door, you could put two more properties if you develop it. You don't have to build them on that that site. You just have to have that amount of acreage. Mm-hmm. So basically, I found my land comparables. I valued them on a price per allowable unit, and that's how I attributed the value to that property. And what was the what was the end game? What did they end up doing, or what what happened with that stuff? They bought it, and it's still there. And uh, you know, you can uh, drive up and park on it, and it it's just a big mound with a, a palm tree and some grass on it. Huh. And now, what if, what if the, have you ever been involved with one where a house was already constructed and they found some kind of issue with the home was in a location that was sensitive? No, I haven't been part of one of those yet. Um, you know, I've had to appraise for stigma for uh, Chinese drywall. Uh-huh. Um, I had one house I had to do where the pesticide company came out, tented it. And ever since then, there was just a an odor and just the chemicals were still in there because they had so much stuff right. um, that the uh, company said that that's the problem. I've heard one about exotic species. There was an owl, some type of owl or something nesting, and they were brought, mm. concerned about sale, made the sale difficult or impossible. Uh, possible. You know, I, I've, uh, uh, you know, for a while I was strictly all commercial, and we had done lands that had scrub jay habitats, yeah. uh, conservation easements. Um, you know, things like that. In fact, I was uh, involved in a lot of the appraisals where the, when the state was acquiring land. Uh, there was a program years ago called the Florida Forever Program, and the state was buying back a lot of land. Uh, so I was involved in a lot of those appraisals, and uh, yeah, they get a lot more complex. All right. We're coming into a break here. That's Ray Hall. Ray Hall appraisals. As you can see, it's not quite as simple as just adding up the cost of all the appliances in your house and saying, this is what my house is worth. So when we come back, we'll talk a little more with Ray about how to get value in your house. And I got a feel-good story for you like Brandon always does. So come on back to the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253. Free CMA and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out PlatinumMVPRealty.net. PlatinumMVP. Realty.net. Brandon Rhymes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We want to offer a rent versus own analysis to anyone renting. Text the word rent in the amount of rent that you're paying to our consumer advocate hotline, 813-670-7372. Text the word rent in the amount of rent that you're paying to 813-670-7372. We're going to hook you up with a rent versus own analysis and break it down how easy we can get you into home ownership with 100% financing options available. ConsumerQB.com. 
Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon Rimes a call for all your real estate needs. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Brandon is out today. I'm the executive producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. My name is James DeJerome. I've uh, had some conversations already today with Joe Kearns and Mr. Shane Glure from Fairway Independent Mortgage. We just finished visiting with Ray Hall from Ray Hall Appraisals. And one of the things that Brandon is committed to doing here on the show is telling you something good. We're going to tell you a feel-good story of the day to kind of break up your day and give you something positive to talk about. I teased earlier a seven-year-old boy who's missing his buddies at school. And one of the things he misses about school is his Facebook, uh, I'm sorry, his reading group. So a seven-year-old boy in New York who loves to read has launched a Facebook group to read to other kids who are missing story time at school. Brian Rumfeld of Brooklyn loves to read and shares his favorite books with anyone who wants to hear a good story. So Brian was previously reading books to his grandmother every night when she suggested, why don't you read to kids who don't have story time because of the coronavirus? So he started a Facebook group, Brian's Book Corner, where he reads to kids online. More than a thousand people have already joined in. The kind of story that you don't you know, hear about every day, a kid out there who wanted to do something good and got the chance and uh, did something for everybody else. So that's what we try to encourage. You know, We're trying to encourage consumer advocacy. We want to look out for you, but we also want you guys to do things for each other and uh, keep each other in mind. Uh, all right, so back to the show. We, we're visiting with Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals, and we were vis- talking earlier about all the v- different concepts in appraising. So you get the appliances in a home, the value of a home is calculated, yeah. but there's all these things that are difficult to to evaluate or that may change depending exactly. on the market or different things in, in the area. Oh, yeah. You know, there's things are changing all the time. Roads are widened, you know, uh, so there's always changes going on in the neighborhoods, and that impacts, you know, economies. The, the economics of everything gets impacted. Is there a way to forecast traffic in the future? In other words, a homeowner wants to say, well, we, we can anticipate highway construction or a new exit ramp coming through here. It's going to change everything. Um, you can. I mean, that's public record. So once the plan's in place, um, you can go to the Department of Transportation and uh, and look at things like that. Um, you know, I use the DOT website a lot when I'm doing commercial appraisals. And I may have a site on a roadway that has an average daily rate of 20000 and then I may have another one over here that's thirty thousand. Well, the thirty thousand is probably superior to the twenty something thousand, you know. And then I have to figure out was there a difference in the sale prices. Now you mentioned earlier that you had a background commercially, you were mm-hmm. doing commercial appraisal, yep. And that kind of thing would be huge for someone in retail who's looking to see the traffic flow yep. near near his or her uh, business. So you're trying to anticipate future growth in terms of uh, uh, traffic flow around a particular parcel to see what, what value it would have to the commercial buyer. Exactly. I mean. Look, you know, are they putting in a light? That's a huge value uh, with commercial real estate. Um, look at look at McDonald's. Almost all their locations are at signalized intersection. Got a captive audience, right? And that's why McDonald's has some of the highest priced real estate in the world because a signalized intersection on a major highway yeah. is gold. I did a story when I was back in the media about uh, Cracker Barrel wanted to come into a particular jurisdiction. It was in North Florida, Gainesville mm-hmm. area. And they said, you know, our sign has to be at so many feet high next to the interstate or we're not doing the deal. And, of course, the county wanted the jobs. No problem. We, we're going to uh, – we want to see your research. 
So at the night of the county commission meeting, they showed specifically that if the sign's at 60 feet, we'll guarantee this many sales. We dropped that sign to 40 feet, and now our distance approaching it on the interstate shuts then we're going to lose 25% of our business based yeah. on just the signage like yeah. that. I was amazed. It's 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 amazing, what, especially in commercial. You know, uh, resident, I, that's why I actually prefer the commercial work because uh, I got into appraising because I just enjoyed the analytical part of it. I liked real estate. I know I didn't want to get into the sales, but mm-hmm. I loved analyzing it. Right. And there's so much to analyze in commercial real estate because there's so many different factors that influence that value because, you know, it's not just, you know, happy wife, happy life. You like this house, we'll buy it. This is, can my business survive at this location? And not every business is, even the location might be genius for a gas station, like we talked about. It might not work for another retail outlet. Exactly. You know, it could be great for a gas station. Is it good for a restaurant, um, you, you know, or, or retail outlet? You know, what's the access to it? Yeah, I can see the commercial side having a lot more questions. It is. And and that's why, you know, I can I, I usually do a residential report maybe in, in a couple hours, but a commercial report takes me several days. Uh, I You know, I may have to look at the uh, environmental impact of mm-hmm. what was going on. I mean, I, mean, I had a property in uh, kind of down by Fort Myers, and the, I think the state was buying it, and the I had a like a machine shop on it or something, right. and they had to get soil samples, and they found out that there was a, a level of uh, pollutants in the soil. So from there, we had to determine, well, they really can't put houses on this because of that. Uh, so we had to go and find out what's the cost to clean up the site, right. um, you know, or what can you do with the site if you don't clean it up, uh, things like that. So there's a possibility that your commercial real estate has been uh, affected in future sales by the usage that you put on it Absolutely. currently. Absolutely. Not everything can be turned into everything else. Exactly. You know, um, I know out in, uh, uh, I'm sorry, in Pinellas County in Tarpon Springs along the uh, Anclote River, there's a big piece of land, but it's a, it was a, a EPA Superfund site, mm. which means it was so polluted they right. couldn't afford to do it. The government had to come in. I mean, it's along the river, probably could put million-dollar homes on that, but can you do that now? I mean, I don't know for sure what they could do with it, right. but you know that was an impact due to the business that was on there because there was a chemical plant on that site. Boy, so it can be a myriad of factors you know, that influence your value. It could yes. be, uh, you know, I, I don't want to bring it back because I hate it so much, but red tide, there was a fear amongst homeowners, especially those coastally, that that red tide was going to start impacting value. Um, yeah, you know, the thing about red tide is it, it is a temporary thing and, and it does go away and it, it happens all the time. Uh, so I've never really seen an impact on value because of that. You know, it's it's going to go away. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, think, people just need to educate themselves on things like that. Um, you know, careful what you're believing in the media, because I remember when that came, it was a, a summer yeah. or two ago, all of a sudden it was the president's fault for doing something and allowing people to use fertilizer. And, right. They were saying it may not go away. Yeah. You know, there was talk that it may be a part something we're just going to have to deal with and that the smell of the dead, the fish kills and all that stuff. I mean, it was bad for a couple weeks. But it went away. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out in the water every weekend. I can get out there and, and it's beautiful. So, uh, you know, uh, it didn't impact the values like that. Um, you know, it's permanent change, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that usually impacts value or a significant, you know, like we have the COVID right now. However, really has an impact that our values as of yet. Um, you know, whatever's going to happen in three months from now, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but it seems like for, forecasting movement. We're getting more popular as if we needed more folks moving to the state of Florida, but it seems as if nationally the warm weather areas have been something COVID concerns have pushed folks south. 
Right. And and that that could be the benefit too. So it might not be the the virus directly impacting our values, but maybe because we opened up and jobs might be available mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. people may start moving down. Especially people who are in the restaurant business that maybe they're in areas that aren't opened up yet. They figure, well, I have family down here in Florida. I can go down there and, and hopefully get a job. Um, Man, so it's it, there's so many things that impact value, and like you talked about, what's sustained? What what is the value that's going to stay? Right, and not not just be temporary. So uh, how is our? We talk about scarcity all the time, inventory scarcity over mm-hmm. here. Brandon does on the real estate side. That's certainly got to drive uh, everything up, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's you know economics 101. If you have an undersupply, mm-hmm. if you have something people want, you don't have enough of it, they're going to pay more money. Um, I, you know, I've, I've had deals that come, come across my desk that I'm doing the appraisal for it and I'm, it's just, it's way over, right? You know, there's, there's no way I can justify that value, uh, that you're looking at. Um, you know, have you been in a situation where you've said, Hey, this is just too much. And they say, Hey, we're doing it anyway, because we're, you know, they just have that investor attitude. They're coming in from out of state and they're just going to buy it. Absolutely. It wasn't even out of state. It was someone here who lived here, who was right. in the real estate business and it, it wasn't coming in. And finally, we're talking, and the person asked me, so do you think it's worth it for this and that? I right. said, for your purposes, if it was a good deal, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. I said, so that should be telling you something. I said, I can't tell you what to do. I can just estimate the value. But if we're talking, it's not a deal. Right. You can see how important it is to find someone you trust when it comes to appraisal. Mm-hmm. Ray Hall Appraisals, a friend of the longtime friend of the program here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Ray, we got about 30 seconds. How do folks get to you if they need to find out some things about the property? Uh, you can go to my website, rayhallappraisals.com, 813-452-5369. I can do an appraisal for any any time a value question is coming into play, whether it's for your divorce, uh, whether it's for an investment or a renovation you want to do. We can do an appraisal product that will help you go into that, you know, feeling good about it. You've got some different choices as well. Absolutely. We, like I've always touted, we can do that $150 restricted use. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of utility to it, but we can start there. But I can find something that, you know, will fit your budget and give you the answers you need. All right. You heard him. Reach out. Ray Hall Appraisals right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. You can also find Ray on ConsumerQuarterback.com. Another great show. I want to thank Brandon for giving me the opportunity to sit in the chair while he's out. And again, join us tomorrow on the Consumer Quarterback Show. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rimes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.